This is Brand and New from the International Trademark Association. This podcast series explores changes and dynamics in the legal world, now and tomorrow, with a focus on intellectual property. Welcome to Brand and New. I am Audrey Dove. Our social lives have been turned upside down over the last six months, to say the least. While we have all appreciated firsthand the consequences of the COVID-19 pandemic on our personal life, it has also impacted our professional relationships and daily interactions with our clients, our colleagues, our peers, also our network, with less or even none, for some of us, actual physical meetings. While remote work remains for many more of a constraint rather than an option at the discretion of employees, this trend seems to be here to stay, with an estimated close to 30% of the workforce working at home multiple days a week by the end of 2021. How to overcome the challenges due to remote working when it comes to building, entertaining, and thriving through our professional relationships? How to leverage technologies without too much trade-off in terms of authenticity and true connection? How to remain engaged and present when most interactions remain remote? Who better to discuss these issues than Kis Ferradi, entrepreneur, TED Talk speaker, and author of the bestsellers Never Eat Alone and Who's Got Your Back, as well as Leading Without Authority, recently published, and the website GoForwardToWork.com for the future of work. Keith is a frequent contributor at publications such as Forbes, The New York Times, The Wall Street Journal, Fast Company, among many others. He has also been at the forefront of remote team transitions with his research available on the website virtualteamswin.com that also appeared in Harvard Business Review. As the founder and CEO of the strategic consulting firm Ferrazzi Greenlight, based in Los Angeles, California, USA, Keith has been focusing on the importance of positive relationships to reach business success, addressing the behavioral issues that block organizations from reaching their goals. His previous experiences, such as chief marketing officer of the global hospitality company Starwoods, have also contributed to build his vision on success redefinition, on the ways to co-elevate, to innovate, and to team out to bring in the right expertise and go higher together. His insights shall be eye-opening for intellectual property and legal teams and beyond. Keith, welcome to Brand New, and thanks so much for accepting our invitation and sharing your insight with us. Truly my pleasure. I'm looking forward to it. It should be fun. You've been researching, developing your expertise, practicing, and preaching the importance of networking and genuine relationships in the business setting for almost 30 years. What are the main lessons you've learned since the pandemic crisis? Maybe surprising, and maybe any realization? that we all use and benefit from in the future, even when things go back to some form of normal? First of all, the rules have not changed. The reality is that the relationships in our life breed our success. It, they create opportunity. And in honestly, today, they're the way in which we get things done. It used to be when I wrote my first book that building your network was important to create opportunity. Today, we work in networks. Getting anything done requires us to work within a loose framework of individuals critical 
to our just achieving our basic goals. We work in networks, we work in matrices, etc. That's one of the reasons I published my new book, Leading Without Authority. When I wrote Never Eat Alone, the focus was how do you build your network? But today, how do you work within a network is equally as important. But that had nothing to do with the pandemic. Your question was, what about the pandemic has, has ushered some new awakening or some new awareness? Yes. Um, and as I said, nothing has changed. Mm-hmm. The reality is people are people. And to attract and retain strong relationships that are the foundation upon which growth and productivity are based. And I said growth and productivity. We grow our business development. We grow sales. We grow accounts. We grow uh, the work we're doing grows through relationships, but so does productivity. As I've mentioned, getting things done is increasingly reliant on how we manage our relationships and our network. But the basis of that is authenticity. It's about real relationships. Sure, you can, you can show up and be transactional and you can rely on just doing the best job, but that would actually end with you being a bit of a commodity. There's a lot of people who have the same kind of knowledge, legal knowledge or other knowledge that an individual might have to be successful. Um, I don't want to commoditize myself. I don't want to rely on merely the, the expertise that I'm bringing to the table alone. To me, in these days, that's table stakes. Increasingly with AI and other technologies, I would suggest that uh, just bringing competency to the table is not sufficient. What you really need to do in the future of being successful is to bring the openness to co-create transformation. Now, let me explain what I mean by that. Mm -hmm. So what's happened during the pandemic is everything has been thrown up in the air, come down in rubble. And the question is, how do we rebuild? How do we rebuild from disruption? And my argument would be we need to rebuild with a five to 10 year framework, not a rebuilding from looking back to build what we did. I created a foundation called go forward to work as a means. Don't go back to work. Don't go back to the way we've been doing things in a state of disruption. We have an opportunity to recreate to boldly recreate, to exponentially recreate. We should be creating for the future. Every one of us should ask the question, what does our business look like in 10 years? And how do we build from today to accelerate us meeting that business in 10 years? Machine learning, AI, as I've mentioned, all of these things are going to be disrupting professional services and all types of services. Um, So the question is, how do we begin to build for the future? And I don't think that that's something that should be resting on any one person's shoulders. It rests on the shoulders of an individual and a team. And the team isn't the people that report to you. It's a team as the people that you create around you that will allow you to create a robust and bold solution. It is. It includes technologists. It includes your customers. It includes your prospects. It includes thought leaders. You, you know, there is a movement afoot of transformation in business of all types. And the question is, do you want to be a movement leader? In this transformational time, you have a chance to step up and define what it looks like to go forward to work and not back. You have an opportunity to be a movement leader in the business today that you're in, or you have an opportunity to just purely be mediocre, try to reassemble your business and miss this incredibly rich opportunity for transformation in all of this disruption. 
we see that as a chance, actually, to build something that is uh, that would be much more inspiring. Exactly. And you're going to do that with and through other people. And that's and these people don't work for you. These people are people you have to enlist. These people are people you have to invite to join. And again, they're, I've said you're a movement leader. What is the movement you're creating in your organization or in the world? You're inviting people to join that, not your movement, but their movement. You're inviting people to co-create. You're inviting people to do a new word that I call co-elevate. You're creating a community of individuals going higher together, recreating the future. And that's why I wrote Leading Without Authority. It's, it's intended to be the next generation after my first book, Never Eat Alone. It's the next generation of how do you truly not just build a network, how do you lead a network to create transformation? Keith, most relationships with our peers, our teammates, employees, clients, investors are now mainly nurtured remotely through scheduled video meetings, phone calls, or emails. With social platforms or video conferencing apps booming in this environment, we already mentioned it, how to build strong, lasting, and productive relationships and networking? Well, again, it doesn't change. Um, the tools have changed, but the relationships remain the same. There are three words that I use to think about opening people to a relationship with you. Serve, share, and care. Serve, share, and care. All of those lead to the opening of a human to you, your ideas, and to partnership with you. So when the, the first thing I would mention is that the benefit of remote, the benefit of virtual, is that you can, I call it team out. You can team with a much broader, robust, inclusive group of people than you ever could before. The ability to, used to be that if I were on a podcast, I'd have to show up in somebody's studio to do it. That's gone out the window. I can now be on podcasts anywhere in the world, anytime I want to be, and I can begin to co-create and reach an audience that it wasn't available to me previously unless I traveled. And that's true of any of your businesses or anything you're trying to achieve. Be bold, be brazen, identify a group of individuals you would have never been able to, to work with in the past to bring into the work that you're doing. So that's step number one. The second step is, as you utilize these tools, recognize you still need to build the kind of psychological safety, the kind of permission to have conversations with these people, to make them want to spend time with you. There was a short window of time when everybody was willing to take any call because we had extra time. Well, we don't now, we filled it. So getting on people's schedules is tough again, but you've got to add value, serve. You've got to lead with understanding how to be of service to a person and what it is that you want to talk to them about, not for your benefit, but for your mutual benefit, or better yet, just for their benefit. I've spent a lot of time being of service to a lot of people during this disruptive pandemic that will build the relationship for the future, right? Mm -hmm. Share. When you're on with people virtually, don't be transactional. Be authentic. Be vulnerable. Be open. People are now having calls with you from their living rooms. So it's automatically more intimate than ever before. Take advantage of that. Lean into it. Ask questions. Find out how they're doing. The kind of small talk you used to do in a cup of tea walking down the hallway uh, is now what you need to replicate in a virtual environment. And you've got to be purposeful about it. You've got to take control and build that kind of a relationship. And, and you've got to be willing to be vulnerable and open. And then ultimately, caring. People will build relationships with you if they think you care about them. That's a very old adage, and it's always been true. 
and it's true today. And even though you're on virtual tools, it doesn't mean that you have the ability to ignore that. INTA is a global association representing more than 30,000 brand owners and professionals dedicated to supporting trademarks and related intellectual property to foster consumer trust, economic growth, and innovation. The International Trademark Association will soon hold its first ever virtual annual meeting and leadership meeting, so in November, which is the most important event for the global intellectual property community in the world, gathering more than 100 countries. Do you have any advice for the thousands of participants gathered all over the world to take the very best from this virtual event and to feel fully engaged as members of the INTA global community? So two things. One is when I wrote Never Read Alone, I wrote an entire chapter on this. I called it Conference Commando, Conference Commando. If you look up my name online, Keith Ferrazzi, and you look up Conference Commando or just conference, you'll find the 15 tips how to attend a great conference. They all still apply. Your ability to work the conference is not about your ability to absorb information. You can do that asynchronously by watching YouTube clips. Your ability to engage in this conference is your ability to extract the most value out of the people attending. You need to identify what you want to achieve before you show up. You need to identify who you want to meet either before you show up or while you're there by looking at the participants. How do you do that before? If the published participant list isn't available, volunteer your time to the organization that's putting this together. Uh, volunteer some intellectual property that you could present at the event. Um, volunteer to host, host some form of a networking conversation. There's so many things that you can do. People are are waiting to figure out how these events work. We recently did a study and we published it at our new website. We have a website called Go Forward to Work. The intention is let's not go back to work. Let's go forward to work. Let's go forward to work and create a new future. We've recently done an evaluation of all of the great conferences and how have they adapted differently. And we'll be putting that on goforwardtowork.com relatively soon. But we looked at the TED conference and so many others, and you know, you can get more information there. But a lot of it, but that's really to the event organizers. For you, the answer is make sure that you're spending the time getting to know the participants and getting to know and spending your time developing those relationships, even if it's in a virtual world. There's going to be participant lists once you get there. There's going to be chat rooms that you should participate in actively. You should invite people in the chat room to reach out to you, um, perhaps give your information or, or have the conversations within the private section of the chat room. But you have the ability to network just as much in these new forums as you ever did. Make sure that you do. Don't just sit there on your back end watching a conference. That's missing the opportunity of really meeting the kind of people you need to meet. Thinking about young executives, entrepreneurs in the intellectual property and legal world, how can we build the network we need to achieve our goals when networking events are so few and high-profile potential mentors are so difficult to pin down and talk to? And that, that refers also to the previous question. If I may borrow the title of one of your bestsellers, how do we never eat alone in COVID-19 times? And, and what would be your advice for our listeners to leverage the possibilities offered by online platforms such as LinkedIn? Well, certainly online platforms are extraordinarily valuable and you can build an incredible rich following 
on LinkedIn, and I that's and I said something that I think is important that I should qualify. Stop being a follower. Be a leader. Each of you who's listening to this needs to develop, and I talk about this in Never Eat Alone. You each need to develop some point of view around what is your expertise. What is it that you want people to know you for? What is your brand? And then once you do that, you should go onto LinkedIn, you should go onto Facebook, you should start building communities of people who share that with you. You should start developing your brand as an ambassador, as a host of interesting dialogues in this area. I mean, there are so many people today that are YouTube uh, evangelists and people who are influencers. And you could roll your eyes and they go, these social media influencers are useless. But the reality is you can be a thought leader. Everybody can be a thought leader today. You don't have to wait for a book to be published. You put content out there. People will find it if it's good content. So start building your following. Start, And, and it's not about you standing on a pedestal. It's you getting into the weeds. It always was. I rewrote the book Never Eat Alone a couple of years ago for an internet era. And it's still the same. You need to generously participate and generously give to the world your content. But then you host the dialogue so other people can participate as well. In the talks you give and the books you've published, uh, you often discuss how, while we all acknowledge the relationships matter, we rarely put them in our to-do list and never really prioritize those in our work schedule. Can you please explain what you call a people plan and what does it really mean in practice, especially these days? Yeah, a people plan is always been the same and it still is. And it's the idea of you have a goal in your life. And there are a set of individuals that you think uh, would be powerful to be engaged with in order to achieve your goal. So uh, this first step is what is your goal? What career goal? What thought leadership goal? What growth goal? What learning goal? Any goal you have. The next question is, who are the individuals I want to get to know in order to achieve that goal? Then, as I mentioned earlier, serve, share, and care. Reach out to those individuals and find ways to be of service to them. You can reach out to people online. You can reach out to people in LinkedIn. You can reach out to people in so many different platforms today. There, there's a rich abundant set of platforms, and many of the platforms are very nuanced and unique only to your area, your goal, whatever that goal particularly is. So become a, an active facilitator of conversations and comment on people's comments. Mm -hmm. uh, get to know them and give them feedback on their comments. Add your comments. So it's, it's really an active dialogue and you can have an active dialogue online. It takes a little bit of time, but it's worth it. So you need to focus on your goals, target the specific individuals, and then really define what you can do to be of service to those individuals as you, as you, and then be bold and bite them into a dialogue. You can end up having a zoom call. You could end up uh, having a chat, et cetera. So many different ways to communicate other than the old form meeting that we used to have. Now I have a few rapid fire questions for you. The first one is sure. the last. So the last person you met through a virtual or not event and who inspired you? The last person I met on a virtual event. Oh gosh, or not. just last or night. an event, uh, let's say. I'm hosting my own events now. As I said, I don't want you to be a <laughs> uh, passive participant. I want you to be a leader. I started a foundation of chief information officers chief financial officers, heads of HR, redefining the future of work in the workplace. And I'm hosting constant dialogues with these individuals. Last night, I met some very powerful individuals, chief technology officers and others associated with um, 
who are passionately interested in reinventing the future of workflow and work and creating more collaborative organizations, etc. So I met 25 of them last night. And that's because I'm not a passive follower, I'm a leader. And I want all of you to be a leader. And you might not have the same power of individuals and might not have 25 of them in one day, but you can begin to inch your way into this credibility and start hosting these meetings. The most disrupting innovation for you? I think Zoom's been amazing. Uh, it really has. And I know Eric, the CEO, so I'll just tip my hat to what he's done. A word that would summarize the last decade and the one you expect for the decade that is just beginning. The last decade was disruptive and transformational. The next decade is damn destructive and terribly transformational. It's only, it's only accelerated. The last book you read? Well, a buddy of mine finished a book, which I thought was fantastic. His name's Robert Glazer. He wrote a book called Elevate. I created this word co-elevate within mm -hmm. leading without authority, but I just, uh, just finishing Robert's book. The last question, a piece of advice to help our listeners overcome the challenging period ahead. Be a leader. Don't be a victim. Don't be a follower. Take control. Lead a community of people around something you're passionate about. Thank you so much, Keith. Truly my pleasure. Thanks for having me. My guest today was Keith Ferrazzi, founder and CEO of the strategic consulting firm Ferrazzi Greenlight and New York Times bestselling author whose most recently publication is Leading Without Authority. Thank you for listening to Brand and New, brought to you by the International Trademark Association. Be sure to tune in every two weeks on Tuesday for new episodes. If you like today's podcast, please subscribe and share it. We are always looking for new people to discover brand and new. And to learn more about INTA, its resources and events, please visit www.inta.org.